And welcome, everybody. Hey, it's October 9th. I think it is John Lennon's birthday today. I think. Maybe the 9th or the 10th. I can't remember. Anyway, so welcome, everybody, to the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And today we have on our guest, Ms. Wanda Buckner, who has been on our show many times. It's just been a long time since we've had her on the Good old COVID has gotten in the way of that, but we have Zoom now. We're so cool. So anyway, she's going to be on. She's going to be talking about pets and wildlife near and far. And what do we, you know, what do we do for love, basically, you know, and that sounds kind of, well, she'll explain it to us anyway. It'll be very interesting. And so because uh, we had her at our Jupiter Experience group last week and it was really awesome. So anyway, um, and I have, an, I have an announcement about that a little bit later and I'll tell you about that in a bit. OK, and so we also have on the Astro Celebrity of Celebrity. Nice going, dummy. Mercury retrograde. Let's get this over with. Astro Celebrity of the Week is William Shatner of Star Trek fame. He is going to be going up into space on Tuesday, the 12th, you know, with the Blue Origin group, which is going to be interesting. So I thought we would look at his chart a little bit and also what's happening that day, particularly astrologically, to see what kind of things is going to happen for him. Because I know a lot of people, I don't know a lot of people, the people that go up into space have a remarkably um, almost religious experience when they go up there. I would love to do that. Oh, I would love it. So anyway, we're going to be talking about him a little bit. And um, then we also got our usual announcements and all that kind of stuff too. So we are going to take a break right now. When we come back here, we're going to be doing the Astral Celebrity of the Week. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. Yeehaw! <laughs> what a great way to start that segment. That was a theme, of course, from Star Trek, as we know. And we have on Mr. William Shatner. We don't really have him in the studio, but I like to pretend he was here. So his March, he is March 22nd, 1931 at 4 a.m. in Montreal, Canada. He was born in Canada. Also, he has OC after his name, the Order of Canada. He has earned that as because from all the things that he's done in his life. And he's very much of, of a Renaissance man. And let's take a look at his chart a little bit here. Uh, he is born under the sign of Aries. He has Aquarius rising, which has a lot to do with probably why he does what he does, and Moon and Taurus. Now, he has the planet Uranus next to the North Node, which is interesting. So he has to take this route through an unknown galaxy. I'm going to take this and like... It's going to be a universal thing here. He's going into a universal galaxy where no man has gone before. I mean, quite honestly, that whole saying right there would be a very Uranus sort of thing, you know, to say that, be Uranus words. And so, you know, with the Aquarius rising, he also has Venus in Aquarius as well. He's extremely aware 
of the things that help break people out of old routines and move them into the future. So he's probably his way of thinking or his perspective on life, instead of, you know, his way of thinking would be not thinking in the past where he's thinking about things that has already happened or thinking in the present what's happening right now. He'd be in the future. He'd be in the future projecting out there to see exactly what he sees is going to happen in the future. And a lot of the work he has done over the past 30, 40 years, and he's actually been in in um, entertainment business or on TV for oh, seven decades. So he's been around a while. He just had his 91st birthday in March. So it's hard to believe. I saw him on, um, uh, I was just watching this before I came in here. It was with um, uh, Anderson Cooper was interviewing him, and he was cracking Anderson. He's funny guy. He's just really funny. But uh, anyway, he was talking about being on the ship, and he says, well, what will you do when you get up there? He says, well, you know, people will get up there, and they press their lips up against the window and kind of look out the window, you know, and he's and he's cracking over there. He says, but what I'm afraid of is somebody else is going to be doing that back at me. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. So uh, anyway, he he seems to be cognizantly aware of people that are unusual. And I want to bring in another person here on the side, and that is Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy was his co-star in Star Trek. He played Mr. Spock. And his birthday was four days after William Shatner, which is very interesting. And their charts are very, very similar to each other. Uh, So I'm looking at his chart, seeing that the 11th house is packed full of Uranus, Sun, and North Node and Mercury. So he was also a very futuristic person looking off into the future to look at a utopic sort of society that that uh, this country or all countries in the world could finally adopt things like um, treating people fairly, exercising equality between people. Those are all very Aquarian traits. So even though they have two different charts that look completely different, they have the same message in them. And, of course, being a few days apart, they would. But uh, it seems to be that uh, Leonard has a little bit more of a strong emphasis on the Uranus side. But, but you know, William Shatner has a reputation for being kind of a mm, fill in that blank. <laughs> he hasn't not been the nicest person. He's kind of hard to get along with. But he's in Aries, for goodness sake. You know, Aries are really headstrong, and they do what they want to do. You know, and no matter what that is. But let's take a look at what else is in this chart. Moon and Taurus means so he has his, his financial situation. And on the other side, um, Leonard Nimoy has Moon and Gemini, which is just a couple of days later. So literally a, a sign later. So, I mean, you're looking at these charts. They're very, so very similar and yet very different. So um, let's see. What else has he got in here? Okay. He has Neptune in the seventh house opposing Venus. So he's had four marriages. I think he may be close to the fifth one or something. He's had four marriages, and he did marry one woman who was exotic, I guess you would say from a foreign country, which would explain the Neptune in the seventh house. You know, somebody looking for somebody, the ultimate romantic partner, you know, being in love with love, that kind of thing. And also that echoes in the fifth house, Jupiter is in the house of romance. So you have that too. And he played quite a romantic character on that stage, too. I mean, on the TV, he he had a lot of women, you know, in the show that were, you know, guest stars that were meant to be love interests for him. So, I mean, he was definitely attractive and, you know, that kind of stuff. 
So, and he also has for this space thing, let's look at the chart here for that. He's going to be going up at 9.30 a.m. on the 12th of October, and it will be in Van Horn, Texas. That's a city right off of Fort Worth, I think, something like that. And this is where Blue Origin has their, their working area down there and the launch pad where to launch this off from. So I looked at his chart to see what was going on. So I'm looking at a, by the way, this is what we do as astrologers. And when we, we want to see a major event that's coming up in a person's life, let's see how it's going to affect them by looking at the planetary thing that's going on at the moment and, and relate it to his natal chart. So what I do is I take his natal chart, put it in the middle, a little circle, and then I put the other planets around that chart. So it's sort of like um, his sky and the planets in that day. So my planet's your sky. So anyway, we have a lot of aspects going on here, for one thing. We have the south node right up next to the midheaven. That tells me a lot that he is going to be doing something from a previous lifetime. The Sagittarius south node which means he's done many adventures in the previous lives, and he's continued it on this lifetime. So, so he has this, and um, he has Venus up there too, so it likely will be very good for him. It would be incredible. It would be very, a very loving feeling for him when he goes up there. He also has Pluto on his Saturn. Who knows what that means, but we'll see what happens. It's already gone over it a little bit. And we have something called Saturn right up on his, coming up next to his ascendant. Now, this is a big thing, you know, in the next several months that is going to go be going right back over his ascendant, and that's going to change his physical energy because when it goes through the 12th, it's in a no-man's land where we just don't quite understand what's happening to us. We just know that we have to put the brakes on for some reason. And then when the transit goes over that part of the chart, the brakes come off. So he will probably be doing new projects at that time. And also his Jupiter, Jupiter is transiting over his Venus. Oh, he's getting a lot of good Jupiter aspects here. So, and Jupiter, of course, rules things like space travel. Naturally, it would. So at least indirectly rules space travel. When you look at the world and you travel outside of your environments, you basically are opening up consciousness for you by moving into a whole new state. So basically, that's what he's doing this week. So let's see if he's got anything else. And he has Uranus going over Chiron. And so Uranus is the break-free planet. And it's going over Chiron, which is the wounded healer. So there are some very many, there's many things. There's one, two, three, four, five things happening here in his chart that could set off some interesting awareness and some things that really happen for him when he goes up. I'm going to be interested to watch him. As he comes back from this, it's going to be very interesting. So anyway, that's it on him and also Leonard Nimoy. I'll probably take on Leonard Nimoy on another another uh, time. But I, I had to run his chart off because I had to see just how similar these two men were. And they practically had almost carbon copy lives their whole lives. They were born to Jewish families. He was born in Boston and, of course, uh, uh, Leonard Nimoy was born in Boston and William Shatner was born in Canada. They somehow found each other, and they had a lot of good stuff they worked together on, but they had a lot of fights, you know, and two Aries buddy heads, and they're so close to each other, so physically close and emotionally close and all that kind of stuff, and also having the same qualities would definitely make for interesting bedfellows. Ha <laughs> ha. 
So anyway, so that's it on that. And we're going to take a really quick break here. And when we get back here, we're going to bring on our guest, Miss Wanda Buckner. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. This is Martha Norwalk every Sunday morning beginning at 9 a.m. Thanks in part to Natasha Venter at AngelicClarifications.com, we cover the world of animals. This week, it's best bioenergetic synchronization technique, Rasmussen Reset and Energy Code Sunday. Nels Rasmussen and Linda Rasmussen will join me in the studio to do free remote treatments for you or your animal friends. They can help with emotional, behavioral, or physical issues on Martha Norwalk's Animal World Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And I must mention, and I forgot, but here it is. I'm opening the phone lines for anybody who wants to talk to Wanda about their pet or a situation they are in with their pet or whatever it is. So um, the phone numbers are 425-373-373. 5527, that's local. And also toll free in Western Washington is 888 298 5569. Okay, one more time 425 373 5527. That's our local number. You can call in anytime, and Nathan will pick up the phone and he'll talk to you and put you on hold, and then you'll be on with Wanda. Okay, and so Wanda Buckner, the wonderful pet psychic, I've known her for years. And she's awesome. So, Wanda Buckner, welcome. Oh, thank you, Eileen. It's wonderful to be back. <laughs> I'm so glad. Oh, you sound so alive. <laughs> That's good. You sound. Did you fix her sound or something? Sounds really good. He did. He did. He fixed her sound. Okay, cool. So, anyway, let's talk about the subject that you are really wanting to talk about. Okay, and pets and wildlife you know, near and far. What does that mean? I just thought that's something like be on a postcard or something. So what is it? What happens is that we all love wildlife. We love our animals and we want to do whatever we can to help them. But so often our efforts are misinformed and we can actually end up harming our own pets and wild animals and even zoo animals just by loving them and doing uninformed acts of kindness. There's actually a woman in Belgium who has been, she can no longer visit the zoo. Oh. Because, yeah, she says that she is having an affair with one of their chimpanzees. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Okay. They have open hearts. We have open hearts. She and the chimpanzee blow kisses to each other. Oh, how cute. What was happening is, you know, the animals are only with the public nine hours a day. And so this chimpanzee was spending too much time with humans and chimpanzees operate in groups. And then when the zoo was closed down and that dear cheetah, it was what they called him, had no visitors, his own troop would not accept him or oh, interact. No. Okay. Right. Because his interactions had changed. So even though uh, her heart was there and she 
really was communicating with this chimpanzee out of deep love, she was causing a problem for that chimpanzee with those that he lived with. Okay. He, yeah, it sounds like yeah, he became antisocial because he was changing his social group. He changed his social group and then his own troop would yeah. not accept him. Oh. And so he became an outcast. And if you're not part of the gang, uh, you can be bullied and beaten up and yeah. rejected. And he spent many more hours without her present than with her. Yeah. I mean, out of a nine-hour day, how many days, how many hours could a zoo visitor be there? Yeah. So even though she was acting out of love and the goodness of her heart, she was causing a problem for the animal. Wow. We need to let wild animals remain wild, mm -hmm. even if they are in a zoo. Yeah. Another woman just recently, I don't know, women have big hearts, I guess, in but, British Columbia. She received a 60000 um, Canadian dollar fine for ooh. feeding bears. She was buying healthy food for them, apples and things that bears would naturally eat, carrots and dozens of eggs every week. She was in a, a wealthier area in British Columbia. And a mother bear and her cubs were coming to her home because she had all of this food out there. Yeah. Now, this sounds like a loving thing to do, but what happened is the bears stopped their natural foraging behavior. Yeah. They did not live in the woods. They began hanging out in the neighborhood, going to other people's houses, and they were so habituated to humans that they had no fear of them. And the bears actually had to be killed oh, because God. they were not safe to be in the human environment. Right. Animals are not, you know, real life bears are not big teddy bears. They are wild animals that can accidentally kill others or be killed by getting the wrong food. Right. So we should enjoy them in their natural environment not bring them to our homes just for pleasure right yeah that doesn't make you know that just makes pause makes me pause to think about my squirrels that i feed i feed yeah. i feed, <laughs> i feed them um almonds every day you know it says why don't you feed them peanuts i said well they love almonds they don't care much more about peanuts so i don't know well, any time that we feed animals, we are changing their natural behavior. Right. So in a national park, people love to feed the chipmunks, right? Oh, they're so cute. They're sitting up on their little hind legs. Oh, you know? I know. Yeah. It all yeah. to give them this food that I already have in the car or even possibly that I brought purposely to feed them. What happens is those colonies the more you feed them, the more babies they will have and the more the more of them there will be. And then in the wintertime, there are no tourists. Yeah. So what, what you are doing, which is done out of love and caring, is allowing them to have an abundant food source and animals naturally have more litters when the food source is abundant and you will get more and more and more of them. Well, you know, I haven't noticed that an increase so much, but I I don't I only feed them about the first hour of the day that I get up and after that I close the door, that's done. So they have to go find their food other places. So That's good. 
Yeah, and we I know that many places that they're also getting food because they are at every bird feeder in the neighborhood. Oh, sure. And they're in a really kind of in a good neighborhood, too. So they probably got other people feeding them, too. I just bet. Yeah. <laughs> but they're so cute. Well, they are. And that's what happens. So our wild deer are another example. We all love to have deer in our backyard. Yeah. I mean, what a gift is that? Yeah. But some people, out of the goodness of their heart, will throw out bread for the deer to eat. And the deer have a complex stomach. They're uh, ruminants. And they have four chambers in their stomach. And their natural pattern is that their stomach slowly adjusts to the differences in food that are available between the summer and the winter. And so it is a slow adjustment. So when we see deer eating twigs and bark off of trees, sometimes people think they're hungry, but that is part of their natural diet. But people thinking they're hungry may throw out all this bread for them. Right. And it can actually cause a, a problem that where their stomachs are full, but they can't digest the food okay. because they have not had time to adjust to the different kind of food. Oh, sure. Yeah, that the makes other sense. Thing, well, and, but you have to know a little bit about deer and how their stomachs work to even imagine that would ha happen yeah. because we think we're doing the very best thing. Yeah. And it's not. No. It can also cause, if they get too many carbohydrates, their hooves to grow up and curve. It's called oh, boundary. I've heard that. I've heard about that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it makes them lame. Yeah. And there are no predators that are killing them. Mm -hmm. And so they die a slow and painful death. Oh. They can no longer walk. That's sad. That's really yeah. sad. Yeah. So it's so much better. And you'd be surprised what deer are not supposed to have. Uh, corn is not good for them. Hay is not good yeah. for them. Kitchen scraps, bread, none of those things are good for them. And so we want to encourage our wildlife to eat the natural food, which of course brings us back to birds, <laughs> which I know you love to feed. Oh, we've got those too at my place. I've got blue jays. You know, the blue, yes. the blue jays and the squirrels kind of, they roam together, I've noticed. Because, you know, well, either they, they do that, you know, and either the <laughs> blue jays or the squirrels show up first, but almost always within a couple of minutes, the, next, the other group comes back in right behind them. So, you know, sometimes it'll be blue jays and then the squirrels show up and then vice versa. So, uh, but, you know, blue jays are kind of interesting. They're squawky and noisy, and they also eat three or four of them at a time. They're pigs. <laughs> Which is, so a bird has a crop, and a crop is uh, an enlargement of the esophagus, which allows them to store food. And what happens when birds have bread or moldy bread it will come into the crop and it can cause a thrush oh. and a disease that is cannot, it's very difficult to be healed right. and birds will die because oh. these birds are wild. Yeah. So what happened this summer was that there was a huge outbreak of salmonella. Oh. So it only, which was killing all sorts of songbirds. So what happens at the feeders is 
in our Northwest weather, not so much this year, mm -hmm. but we often have rain, which causes mold, which mm -hmm. grows salmonella. Any bird that has salmonella, it's like maybe your feeder is perfectly clean, yeah. but if your neighbor's is not, the bird can get salmonella there oh. and then flies back to your feeder and birds, their feces, you know, and yeah, they'll, they'll pass it on there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And if a bird dies from salmonella and then is eaten by a predator, that predator will get salmonella. Wow. And so it was recommended this summer that people take down their bird feeders mm -hmm. so that birds forage and then clean them thoroughly before putting them back up. And they recommended waiting like three or four weeks to wait until the salmonella uh, died out and the birds that had it okay. had died and then cleared. Wow. So the things that we do for kindness are not always supporting our animals. It's better if we can to plant the foods that they naturally eat if we want to attract them mm -hmm. and then allow the seasons to, to go naturally so that the birds forage where they are supposed to, like hummingbirds migrating. Mm -hmm. But if we always have food out for them, they may stay. And in a bitterly cold winter, they might not survive unless you keep that hummingbird feeder full right. and a lamp on it to keep it warm. Wow. Yeah. So we don't want to disrupt the natural patterns of our animals. No, we don't. No. I know I'm disrupting my squirrels a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. It's all from love, right? I love those little guys. They're so cute and they're very smart. You know, they're really, really smart, you know, and um, I just see them do all sorts of cute things. One of them flying through the air, chasing each other. One of them was flying through the air and it knocked itself off my front door. They bounced off of my door. You know, I just thought. <laughs> I just thought, well, that's weird. I wish I'd had that on camera. It was pretty cool. So. Anyway, uh, so we're going to take another break right now. When we get back, we're going to be talking more with Wanda Buckner. And don't forget the phone calls. You can call us, okay? And I'll give the phone numbers right after break. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And with me today is Wanda Buckner, the fabulous pet psychic. And we want your phone calls. Nobody's called in yet, but we're waiting for your phone calls. If you have any information or if you have a sick pet or something or is bothering you about a pet, Please call us, and Wanda can answer your questions about them, okay? So our number is 425-373-5527, or toll-free in Western Washington is 888-298-5569. Okay, so make sure you call us, because we've got phone, phone lines open and ready for you to call. All right, 
So anyway, Wanda, we're back. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I love to have a platform where I can tell you all my pet peeves here. (laughs) (laughs) All your pet peeves? Uh uh (laughs) Yes. Okay. So what's one of your pet peeves? Well, I want to talk about the number of pets that have uh, increased here in the U.S., not the COVID pandemic in one sense has been wonderful in that the shelters are cleared. The downside of this is that with the Americans wanting to have pets in their homes and this is a good time to get a dog or a cat and so on, they're actually importing animals from Korea, from Mexico, from other states to come up to our state. And there are positives about this yes these animals need homes they need loving homes homes that can um, provide the kind of food and veterinary care that they need but when you look at the statistics in 2018 in the u.s there were 135 million dogs and cats as pets Mm -hmm. now 2021 there are 183 million pets, dogs, and cats. Wow. So I, it's astounding, isn't it? It really is. It really added, is. Yeah. We, we added. Go ahead. You think about it, you know, and I was thinking about why are so many being adopted? I said, people are feeling lonely. Oh, we've got a phone call. Oh, ho, ho, ho. So we're going <laughs> to take that phone call. All right. So okay, go ahead. Let's Nathan. go ahead and speak with Sean in Seattle. He's got three, looks like brand new kittens. So <gasps> oh, let's no. go ahead and bring him onto the show now. And you're live with Wanda Buckner and Eileen Grimes. Wanda well, Eileen, great. Yeah, actually, they're not brand new, but um, I've had two, two females, and they've been with me for a couple of years. And I just brought in a third male. He's about a year and a half. And I, didn't, I really, didn't, really didn't have time to. I live in a small place. And I really didn't have like a space to like, you know, let them get together. And I just had to kind of bring them in, and it's been about three days now. And oh, there's a lot of growls the first couple of days. It's getting quieter now, but still a few growls from time to time. Um, yeah. I, I think the ladies are adjusting. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> um, oh, kind of like, the one and only male. Well, yeah. that's interesting. Okay. So, what is your question? Well, just um, the thing is. The, the the two the two females one's a mom the other's the daughter and, okay um the the daughter's a calico and she's got plenty of energy the mom has some energy but the calico has more than enough and I was hoping that this new new gray guy he, he has a fair amount of energy um that the calico and he can you know they can interact with each other because the the orange tabby the mom she hisses a lot when she doesn't want to play and, yeah uh, well she's a mom that, you know yeah yeah so so what do you think Wanda. So how long has it been since mom has seen a veterinarian? Um, let's see. I think it's been about a year since the, since they've they've, uh, they've been in. I really haven't been getting out too much of COVID, but um, the um, yeah, the, the two females, the orange tabby and the calico, it's been about a year since they've been in to the vet. Well, that's good. Ordinarily, uh, an annual exam is what they would need. So when I look at the older female, and what's her name? Her name is Pumpkin. Oh. Sweet pumpkin, yeah, like a Halloween cat that is orange. Is, is she <laughs> orange? She's obviously orange, right? She is. She's an orange cat. Oh, how cool! Yeah, neat. Oh, for... <laughs> how cool! So, pumpkins, uh, chakras, the energy centers of the body, 
are all um, compromised, but her hara, the H-A-R-A that goes from the center of the earth to the heavens, that is intact. And so um, Pumpkin is not happy about this new addition. She's like, nobody talked to me about it. We didn't need another cat. What are you doing? You know, so uh, have you noticed any signs that she's also angry at you? Um, she has been a, a little more standoffish. She still comes by, but um, I think she's kind of just tried to, I mean, she comes, right now she's sitting in front of me, but um, she's not, I'd say she's she's been a little more standoffish the couple, last couple of days. She's kind of gone off in the corner, and um, oh. she's coming out a little more now. And um, I, I think she's kind of let him know that, you know, she's the senior cat here. She's a major yeah. arch. Yeah. Right. And that's what exactly what you can do too is to assure her that no one is going to replace her because what happens when you get a new cat in who is younger and more active and of course cute and fun to watch just like Eileen with her, her squirrels it's like oh look at that look at that and pumpkin who is not um as outgoing as the younger female is going to feel put off and displaced mm -hmm. by this new male energy. So you have to make a lot of effort to give equal time to every cat and a little more equal time to Pumpkin and tell Pumpkin what you love about her. I love that you are solid, that you are calm, that I can count on you to be a steady presence in the house. And you tell all of them that there's plenty of love, plenty of food, plenty of room for everyone, and that each of them has a specific job. And Pumpkin's job is to be your friend and your companion. And the new little guy, his job is to provide entertainment and activity. <laughs> so you get a job for each of them and let them know that each of them is special. And uh, Pumpkin clearly has taken on her job that her job is to teach this guy how to behave yeah. and how to be a reasonable cat in this situation. <laughs> so have fun with them and, and look at the middle cat, the female, and determine what her job is. She's going to be the middle so, child, right? Kind of the middle child syndrome? Well, certainly needs a job, which may be uh, to play with the new cat, and also to continue her relationship with her mother. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. That's I right. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Because the calico, the young one, has been, she has plenty of energy. Her mom will play with her sometimes, but she wants to play more than her mother wants to play. Right. And I was thinking the gray guy can come in and hopefully take that energy that calico has. Yeah. I, I think that's cool that you did. Now, maybe Wanda might disagree with me, but I think that was a good idea of bringing in another kitty. You know, because that... Right. Exactly. The, the trick is here, though, for the, the for Pumpkin not to feel displaced. Right. So it's like, right. Pumpkin, you know, while they're playing, you and I can just sit here and have one-on-one -on -one time. Yeah. Because what happens is when we get a new animal, we're so enchanted with the, with the new animal that we can forget our older ones who, um, you know, are not as immediately appealing. We begin posting photos on Facebook, little videos and stuff. And here you have Mama Cat, who's been loyal all this time, and she feels like she's just being shunted to the side. Yeah, 
Yeah. Right? Poor baby. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, I mean, I hate to talk to this one, but I personally, I, I like Mama Cat the best. She's. <laughs> well, she's sure. A, she, she's the cat that when I'm working the computer, will sit, she won't walk on the computer like the calico will. Yeah. She'll sit by the side of the computer. She's win- been with you the longest, right? Well, actually, um, mother and daughter, the calico and the uh, orange tabby came together. Oh, they did. Okay. They did, yes. Okay. Right. Yeah, but she's yeah. more mature. She likes to yeah. relax and she you know is. take it easy. Yeah, she's not going to jump around like a kitten, you know. And but you know maybe once in a while she might, but she really needs to have stability in her life. And I can see what Wanda's saying is that you tell the the cat that you're here to stay. You're not going anywhere. And I love you, you know. Yeah. Right, and your job is to sit by me when I'm at the computer. Yeah, and I really appreciate that okay. that you sit beside me, so that you are you want to give equal praise and equal attention to each of the cats. Yeah, you want all three of them to be posted on Facebook or <laughs> or on your refrigerator. It's really about um, equal time. And you can also tell Pumpkin, you don't have to like him, you know. <laughs> you don't have to be friends, you can just be acquaintances, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I'll, yeah. I'll keep him out of your way, and you and I will have our special time. That's right. That's perfect. Well, thank you very much for your call, sir. Thank you. It was thank awesome. You. Thank you. Okay. Uh, that's cool. Do we have another one? Not right now, but our phone lines are open. So if you have a question about your cat, dog, any li- little living furry creature in your household right now that uh, you're maybe not sure of, let's make sense of it right now. So give us a call, 425-373-5527, or toll-free for Western Washington, 888-298-5569, and we'll get you on the show with Eileen Grimes and Wanda Buckner. That would be lovely. I would agree. Thank you, Nathan. And so, anyway, I love calls like that, Wanda. You know, where you have you have an imbalance or something. You've got a new kid on the block that's shown up, and this little sassy kid, you know, and they're all looking at him going, what the heck are you doing, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, I just, I just love stories like that. It's very cool. So There yeah. are always adjustments when... when- we have animals in our home. And part of the statistics I was giving, is the emphasis there is that we added 48 million pets yeah. between 2018 and 2021, but we only added 5,300 veterinarians. Oh, wow. Oh, man. And so, oh. Right. Across the U.S., yeah. there's like one veterinarian for every 1,000 dogs or cats that are oh. in a home. Yeah, And well, people cannot get vet uh, care during this really difficult time. And the emergency vets, there's actually a website in, for emergency vets in Western Washington where they will tell you, it's updated every four to six hours, mm-hmm. who is open, how many hours of wait time there are. Oh, that's Can great. You, yeah, and I'm sure they're in other um, areas of the country too, but what happens with this is that we end up um, treating our dogs ourselves oh, right. and cats sometimes, and it's always done from an abundance of kindness and love. Yeah, right. So I talked to this one uh, cat, human, and she had a diffuser in her home. Uh, actually, is one of those plugins that you plug in. Yeah, and she thought it would be calming for the cats, and yeah. so. 
she didn't have just one, she'd put one in every room. And when she talked to me, she said her cats had runny eyes and noses and they couldn't figure out what it was. Uh, yeah. Really, you just take take down the, those glades, and it's not glade per se, it's any kind of room yeah. uh, set that you're overdoing it. Cats yeah. and dogs have, their sense of smell is so much greater than ours. And so sometimes we do too much instead of just holding back. Okay. So removing all of those. Yes. Another is um, man talked to me about his dog who had goopy eyes and the vet couldn't figure out what it was about. And so he was using Visine with the idea that it helps humans, it helps him. So why wouldn't it help your pet? Right. But Visine is not good for animal eyes. Oh, I would imagine and not. So, and then when the vet is trying to determine what the problem is, if the human hasn't mentioned he's using Visine, the vet can't figure out the symptoms because Visine actually um, made the, the goopy eye symptoms worse. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. The, yeah, the yeah. internet can be terrible, but it can also be a huge source of information. Right. And just a simple search on the internet uh, could have let him know that yeah. what he was doing out of love yeah. was yeah. not good for his dog. No, no. Now, do you happen to have the website or the phone number of that that um, agency that will tell you what, what availabilities there are for vet times? Do you have that there? Yes, it's just um, Western Washington um, uh, Emergency Vets. Okay. Uh, that's, a, that's a phone number or a website? It is, um, it is a website. Western Washington. Let's see if I can get there. Okay. I'll tell you what. We're going to take a really quick break here. And when we get back, uh, we're going to um, talk some more. Do we have a call? We do, and that's Robin in Seattle. Okay, can you tell her to hold? Yes, because, she will. Because we gotta get, we have to take a break right now, and we come back, we're going to do all that. So this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for Susan Bergstrom of the Medicare Exchange. Susan is a licensed agent in Washington and Oregon, helping people obtain security in their lives by providing insurance that pays for final expenses and money for transitioning after a loved one dies. And remember, everybody, next week, this is October 15th, open enrollment starts and ends on December 7th for the Medicare coverage. And they're still t helping people who are turning 65 and coordinate their coverage in retirement. And I must say right away, by the way, Susan will be on our show next week. And you make sure you get your fingers ready to dial for those of you who have questions about Medicare because she will be here to do that. So if you need any assistance from Susan, you can contact her at the Medicare Exchange Anchor Financial or call her at 353 253, excuse me, 318-9379 for an appointment, or you can email her at sbergstrom at americanseniorbenefits.com. This is Eileen Grimes of the Jupiter Rising Show, and did you know that I do private astrological readings? If you have issues or problems in your life that plague you, perhaps an astrological reading would be just the ticket. I've had more than 30 years experience in astrology and there isn't much I haven't seen, so I know I can help you. 
You can contact me at 206-816-0546 or go to EileenGrimes.com to make an appointment. Thank you very much, and I'll see you soon. Find out the latest about your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Check out 1150kknw.com. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising show right here on on KKW Alternative Talk Radio. I got my mind splitting in 10 different directions. We're going to take a phone call right now from... Robin in Seattle. Welcome to the show. You're live with Wanda Buckner and Eileen Grimes on the Jupiter Rising show. Hi, Robin. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. I've got a couple questions about my cat, Scout, who's about two and a half to three years old. Um, he, he has a cat door, and he loves to be outside most of the time. Um, over Christmas... We don't have anyone to be at our house, so I'm forced to put him in a like a kennel, which we've never done. It's like a four by four uh, foot kennel, and like they said, after a couple of days, they'll let him out to be with some other cats. Uh, but you know, he won't be outside, and and I'm kind of worried about how he'll do for uh, nine days when we're gone. And my other question is, you know, should I get another cat to keep him company when we go on vacation, or? It's hard to know if that will work out or not, especially after listening to the last call. Okay, good question. Uh, well, it, it is not ideal to kennel cats who are not used to it. And I'm sure you know that, and it would be a tremendous change um, right. in the cat's life. And I appreciate that you are concerned about it. And I also appreciate the challenges of having an animal that does not go to a kennel. My animals do not. And so I know where we have someone come in and stay with them. Mm -hmm. it, sometimes it's more successful if you have a neighbor, uh, perhaps uh, with a teenager, who would be willing to come over, you know, at least twice a day to feed the cat, say hello, scoop that cat box if she uses one inside, and also spend time with the cat when the cat might be um, out, you know, inside the house. I think it's very challenging to have a cat door that the cat has access to so that, because you don't know how far away from home she would stray or right. if a wild animal might you right. know, get and and that is too much to ask a sitter to be responsible right for. so you might so the first line would be to see if you can uh, find someone you know who and trust who could come in um both morning and night not just to put food down and scoop but to interact with the cat Mm -hmm. And then, and keep that cat door closed. So it's better to keep the cat in their own environment, even if it's not the full environment that they are used to, mm -hmm. than it's to take them to a kennel. Now, it sounds like a lovely kennel that you have found, mm -hmm. but you can also find people who are professional cat and dog sitters who will make uh, one or two trips to your house per day for a set fee. And they, you want someone who is bonded and licensed and someone who uh, is perhaps a member of a professional pet sitters association. You want to 
try that person out and also the young person too if you went that route um, just maybe go somewhere overnight and see how your cat does because what you're wanting the cat to know is that this is okay and we will come back and we will never lose you and or leave mm -hmm. you and the problem with a kennel is the cat may think i'm being rehomed i've been yeah. abandoned i've been left mm -hmm. so you have to do what you have to do of course and we all want vacations after being COVID bound for almost two years. And so I do think you need to find a way to live your life and a way that your cat can be happy. Maybe you have a family um, that they could take the cat for a couple of weeks and the cat could live in a room, you know, and then come out. I'd look further for more creative solutions. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, what about getting another, well, I don't have time before Christmas, but another cat for, would it be happier with another cat when we were, if we're gone and had someone come in just so we'd have more company or not necessarily? So you're right. It's too soon to do that. Mm -hmm. And I would certainly contact an animal communicator such as myself or to talk to the cat before you make that decision. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your call. Thank you we so really much. Thank you very much. We wish you luck with that, too. Thank you. I know it's hard. It's yeah. really hard, you know. So, yes, I wish you luck. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You bet. Bye-bye. Okay, so we're just about done here. I want to ask you for that, that website that you found. Yes. And I, I go through Facebook. It's also on in Instagram. It is Emergency Vets of Western Washington. Okay, emergency vets. Vets of, of Western Washington. Of West, okay, and that's a website. It is through Facebook. Oh, through Facebook. Okay, so they have a page on there. Okay, I got it. Yeah. Okay. And it updates constantly. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase. It's E R Vets of Western Washington. E R Vets. E R Vets of Western Washington. E R. Yes. E R Vets. Okay, I'm writing yeah, this correct. down myself, so just in case. Okay, thank you so much. I love that. So uh, I think we're just about done here. And is there anything else you wanted to say before you go? What I want to leave everyone with is that we want to make informed decisions about our animals. And we want to support their health and well-being through informed decisions and not kill them with kindness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what the point is right yeah i got that yeah that makes a lot of sense so thank you so much wanda for being with us today it was awesome as usual and good calls we had too so thank you thank you thank, thank you, you. i'll be back again okay i'll have you back on soon so no problem there there's a lot of, we need to know about these things folks i mean if we don't have pets we need to find out how to do it you know, it, it's well, the good thing about what's happening lately because of COVID. More people are getting pets that normally wouldn't have had pets. And they need to maybe be instructed on how to take care of a pet. Not You just don't just adopt it, throw it in a corner, put a, a litter box there and say go. That doesn't work that way. You've got to provide a lot of love and support and, you know, basically be on their wavelength. So thank you again, Wanda. It was wonderful. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so... 
we also have some stuff happening here. Um, the Jupiter experience, I was going to, Wanda was just there. Of, we've decided to put it on hold for a while. So I just thought I'd tell you that. And um, since we haven't had met many people show up. So Susan and I need to figure out how to reorganize it so we can have a lot more people there. And it may be that COVID is still frightening people from coming out and going into a restaurant. So, but that's okay. Where it's going to be on hold for a while and we'll let you know when it starts again. Okay. Okay. So the Boeing parent, now this is the BEPC. Uh, this is Boeing uh, employees, um, parapsychology club, even though there's not really this part of it, but conscious wellness expo. It's two days. It's next month, November 6th and 7th at Kent commons at five, two, five, fourth Avenue North. On Saturday, it's 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Sunday, it's 11 to 5 p.m. So we will be there two days for that weekend, and it'll be fun. So it'll be great. So, um, and if you have any questions about that, you can call contact me. So you can contact me at EileenGrimes.com or the Jupiter Rising Show at AOL.com. That's my website there. And Wanda's website is www.wandabuckner.com. So there we go. Okay, so coming next week, we have on Ms. Susan Bergstrom, who's going to be talking all about the Medicare business that's coming up on the 15th. So she's going to be the day after it starts. So she'll be here to answer questions that what you have or what you're trying to get and you're trying to figure it out. Wanda or Susan, can, not Wanda. Sorry, Wanda's still here. I always mess her name up anyway. <laughs> She's laughing on the other end. Anyway, Susan will be here to answer questions about that and also tell you new things that are happening. And then also Bree Gibbs on the 23rd will be here to be on the show. And um, she's a psychic, and we're going to have fun with her here. So I think that's it. Are we done? One, one minute. <laughs> I always do that. I always do that. So I just wanted to say to everybody, I want to thank everybody for listening, those that are here or that listen to the show on a regular basis. You, We really appreciate you. We wish we knew who di- who was out there doing it. But we're very excited about being here every week and love doing the show. So Anyway, I think we're going to hang it up right now, and um, we're going to see you all next week right here on the (laughs) Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Bye.